All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be a fantastic and very fun episode for me to record for all of you beautiful, beautiful people. Today's show is going to be how to transition from a entrepreneur to an entrepreneur. Now, of course, at the end of the show, I'm going to go in-depth, in detail about the Action Academy community, which is literally created and designed for you guys to hold your hand and walk you through this entire process. But first, before we talk about that, we're going to lead with value. We're going to teach you how to do all this for 100% free. That is zero dollars and zero cents. My one singular ask is send this to a entrepreneur that you know in your life, in your circle. And guys, if you're receiving this episode from somebody, this isn't a dig. This isn't a diss. This is going to 100% help you give you a crystal clear five-step roadmap into jumping into the wonderful world of entrepreneurship. All right. So let's get to it. First and foremost, what the heck is a entrepreneur? Okay. What is an entrepreneur? I think all of us have identified with this person at one point in our lives or for the majority of our lives. And I was this person too. I was the person that was working the corporate job and day after day, month after month, quarter after quarter, I said, I'm going to start buying real estate. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to start a YouTube channel. I'm going to buy a laundromat. And you have all these half-baked ideas and you start executing on them. Uh, what that normally looks like is you go buy domains, right? Raise your hand. Who's smiling right now thinking about all the domains they've ever purchased and haven't done anything with in this giant Google domains graveyard that's accumulated over the years? Maybe they form an LLC. Maybe they build a website. They get a name for the company. They make business cards. They do all this cute stuff. They make hats. They make merch. But nothing happens. There is no revenue. There's no nothing. And so it just goes into this graveyard of, oh, well, I gave it a shot. But the reality of the situation is the reason that most people fail at this is they are spending most of their time on the 80% of activities that do not drive the ball down the field when it comes to actually establishing a brand new business. You're focusing on the 80% that do not matter. You need to focus on the 20% that do. And that's going to be one of the primary focuses over the next five steps. The first three steps are going to deal with your emotions and your mindset because this is the singular reason that you're not taking action. And then the last two steps are going to be very practical and tactical tips that you can implement in your life, in your business today. And for people that are brand new to the show, I can tell you guys about this because I was in a corporate job in March of 2022. I left that job, traveled full-time around the world, and built a business that is now at a quarter million dollars of annual recurring revenue, building up to $1 million of ARR this year. Cool. Get it? Got it? Good. Step number one, we need to immediately reframe what winning and what losing looks like. Now, this episode's airing Monday, so on Wednesday, we're going to go and do an entire full episode on winning and quantifiable metrics and all this good stuff. But for the sake of today's episode, we're going to bake that into here just a bit in the context of the reason that you are not taking the leap, making the plunge into entrepreneurship is because you're afraid of failure and or more importantly, the appearance of failure to your peers. So while a lot of us do have that core fear of failure, what we really care about is looking like a failure to our spouse, to our family, to our friends, and also to our coworkers, the people that we're working with shoulder to shoulder with face to face with right now. We don't want them to ridicule us and say, oh, you know, John took the leap. Brian took the leap. And look, they're crawling back on their hands and knees back to the company. Hey, guys, I want you to know something. I did this. I did your worst nightmare. 
This happened to me. The first time I tried to quit my job, a lot of you guys don't know, I left CentOS, which was my original employer, and I went to a competitor, a software sales company, because they essentially positioned it as graduating from the minor leagues to the majors. They said they pay me a million bucks a year. I went there. I hated the job, quit after three months, and then crawled back to CentOS to work for another six months in 2021. And then I quit my job in 2022. So I've done the thing. And I'm here to tell you that you need to reframe how you view failure here. The reason this step is so difficult is because in corporate America, you have your SOPs in place. There's an entrepreneur on the other end that began the company that you're working for today that created all these systems and processes. So there's a guidebook, there's a framework, there's a frame of reference for you to apply winning and losing to. But when you go off on your own, you have to apply your own frame of reference, your own playbook. You have to build your own SOPs. So we're not familiar with that process. And it's something that took me a while to come to terms with. So that's why I can help you with this today. So this transitions beautifully into number two, which is the tactical and practical implementation of number one. And that is called your MVP, your minimum viable product. Ooh, this one is scary, people. This one is scary, but this is going to help you get over this fear of failure. In the startup and tech world, there's this process called shipping. S-H-I-P-P-I-N-G, shipping, like a ship in the harbor. And shipping is how fast you're able to go from idea to product launched live into the open market. The speed of shipping is a point of pride for startup companies because the faster that you can go from idea to product and launch, the faster you can move and grow and the faster you're going to beat your competition. Okay, So when you're thinking about a company, a lot of us think about this giant cruise ship, right? That may be the Apples, the Microsofts, the Amazons that are massive ships with a lot going on and it takes a lot of energy and motion to move that ship even one or two degrees to the left or the right, correct? When you begin a business, that's not what we're aiming for. We're aiming for a speedboat that can pivot to the left and right really, really quickly and move very fast. This is how you need to view business. You don't need to have a giant, complete uh, monstrosity of a project. You need to have something that's very nimble and fast so you can match the gas and pivot in a different direction if needed immediately. So here's where people go wrong, and here's an actual example of how I implemented this in my business, okay? So what most people do is they'll say, hey, I want to create an online course, okay? So what they'll do is they'll go find a problem that they think exists in the open market, and they'll say, I'm going to create a course on this problem. And then they put their head down, and for months and months and months, they buy the domains, they hire a website developer to create a nice website. Maybe they go do a click funnel account, and they create all these email sequences and everything for a landing page and a click funnel for their course. They create all of this. They make the modules, the videos, maybe 50 to 100 hours, and they spend months and months and months of energy and effort. And then one day, finally, after months of energy and effort, they launch the course live, and nobody wants it. Crickets, zero sales. How discouraging is that to an entrepreneur? Okay. When I was launching my product and my course and my business, this is the way that I thought it was supposed to go. Thank God, thank God that I had an environment and a mastermind that I'm a member of, GoBundance, that was able to steer me in the right direction. Here's how I did it instead that made me hundreds of thousands of dollars infinitely faster. So instead of doing this process of spending months and months in silence and privacy, creating this company, this idea, this project, and then launching it to your customer, and then presenting it to your customer and when it's complete, instead what we do is we present the minimum viable product, which is the bare minimum acceptable version 
of this product or of this service or of this business. We present that to the market and then we go from there and iterate directly with the customer feedback. Guys, this is a cheat code. Five-star rating and a review for the Action Academy podcast. Send this to 50 people that you know that are entrepreneurs. This is the secret. This is the cheat code. Because now instead of guessing what the customer wants and guessing what the market wants, we directly are building the product for the customer with the customer. With the customer. Oh my God, like my mind gets blown even talking about this, guys. How does this look like an implementation? All right. Action Academy, the community, the mastermind. Here's how it was born. I started with free 15-minute coaching calls. If you guys remember back in June, July of last year, I launched an offer that was so good that you'd be stupid to say no to on the Action Academy podcast where I said, hey, I'm going to do free 15-minute freedom calls that I'm going to host. And I did, I kid you not, guys, 100 free 15-minute calls. Now, when we're talking about scale, right? In the beginning, Peter Thiel has a famous quote where he says, you have to do things that do not scale in the beginning to make it work. So 15 times 100. So that's 1,500 minutes of coaching for free divided by 60. So that's 25 hours of free coaching that I did, okay? So what was the point of this? These calls were specifically for people in W-2 positions that were looking to exit. And I said, I will help you with any parts that you're struggling with, if it's vision planning, goal setting, uh, financial allocations, asset allocations, anything that you need help with, I'll help with. Now, it's very important to note that I did not sell anything on these calls, okay? I did not sell anything on these calls. I didn't lead these calls with, hey, I'm starting a new business. Can I pick your brain on this? Can I get an idea of what you think about this new business? Remember that episode on Friday. If you haven't listened, go back and uh, listen to the email framework to send to attract potential mentors. We don't want to pick people's brains about our business idea because what's going to happen is they have a bias in the positive direction towards us. So they're going to lie to you. They're not going to mean it in a bad way. They're going to mean it in a positive way. They're going to think they're helping you by telling you how great your business idea is, how it's the best idea they've ever heard, right? There's a book called The Mom Test, The Mom Test, that really helps with this. And essentially, the premise of the book is if you go to your mom and you say, mom, I've got this business idea, she's going to say, oh, honey, that's the best business idea I've ever heard. Like, that is the greatest thing ever. I love you so much. I'm so proud of you. That's something I would definitely buy. But she's lying to you. Listen, words do not matter. Dollar signs matter. People vote with their pocketbooks, okay? So you need to have revenue. So what the mom test does is instead of asking your mom to give you feedback on a business idea, you ask your mom about a problem that she's having. You say, hey, mom, uh, you're having this problem with grocery shopping, right? And then you start interviewing her about this grocery shopping problem. And in the background, you're creating a business that helps people with grocery shopping. But she doesn't know that. You're simply identifying, isolating, clarifying the problems that she has in her own words. Get it? So I host these 100 freedom calls and I ask them, hey, what are the big hangups that are preventing you from leaving your job? Simply, like that was the question that I asked every single person. And I took copious notes. I wrote down all the different things that came up over and over again. Anything that was recurring, I wrote down. And then I stack ranked them. I was like, which ones of these are more important than the others? Which roadblocks are the main roadblocks that I really need to focus on here for building my business, my product? And the customers told me, and I just coached them for free. All right. So the big roadblocks were lack of vision, lack of clarity, shiny object syndrome. I don't know which asset class to pursue. I don't know how to get started. I'm not in an environment 
around other people that are doing what I'm doing. I need emotional support. I don't know how to raise outside capital. I don't know how to use money outside of what I'm saving for my W-2. Okay, These were the problems that were recurring. So what you do is you take these problems and then that's what you use to build your first MVP, the minimum viable product. And this now leads us to number three, which is lead with revenue. You need to get a win, a small win to solidify the identity of being an entrepreneur in your mind. Because as soon as you have $1 in your bank account that you made outside of your W-2 position, you are, my friend, an entrepreneur. You've made the jump, whether you know it or not. It's there. You need that cash app to ding, that Venmo to ding, that Stripe ding to let you know, like the cha-ching, <laughs> to let you know I made revenue on my own from my own merit. And that makes you an entrepreneur. So remember, these first three things are just the speed of shipping. We're going from idea to execution ASAP, okay? We need to get that dollar sign in your account as fast as possible. Make this the game that you're playing. How can you get your first dollar within the first day or the first week, right? So I do these calls and then I create uh, the framework, the outline for my course. I said, here's the 10 core things that I'm solving for, the 10 core problems in my customer's words. What I did was I went back to all those people that I talked to and I said, hey, uh, so you enjoyed the free coaching. Uh, here is a product that I'm doing. I'm going to make an online course. It's going to be $1,500. You get it forever. Access to all the improvements down the road, V2, V3, V4, as I improve it. And, so, and you get a Facebook group attached to it. 1500 bucks. Here you go. Guys, I made my first $100,000 through Venmo. I didn't have a website. I didn't have a landing page. I didn't have a payment processor. I didn't even have an LLC. I had to create the LLC when I started making that money because I was like, oh crap, this is a product market fit, which is when you know that you have a business with legs. And the most hilarious part of this was the course wasn't even complete. I said, I'm going to do this thing. It's going to be live uh, in a month. If you guys want it, let's do it. And so I literally sat in Brazil after I had revenue in my bank account creating the course. Okay. So here's a key point that I need all of you to know and pay attention to. I made a free offer that people took me up on. If you make a free offer and nobody takes you up on the thing, on a free offer, you are not good enough to create the business on that thing. All right. If people won't even say yes to free for you, they will not say yes to paid. So you need to pivot to something else. So what offer can you make that is so ridiculously good for free that people will take you up on it? That's where you build your business off of. Because if, if I said, hey, guys, I'll coach you guys for free on leaving your W-2 job and nobody wants coaching on leaving their W-2 job for free, then that's not the problem that people are caring about at the time. Does that make sense? This is a great litmus test to determine and stress test your business idea to see if the problem that you're trying to solve is even worth solving. So then I created the course and I created a Facebook group to put people inside that would socialize for the course. Just while they did it, they went through the course, they would talk to each other in the group. And then quickly we began to realize that the group was more valuable than the course because people were holding each other accountable organically and supporting each other organically and doing deals together organically. So remember me talking about the speedboat analogy. We quickly made a pivot from a course with an attached free mastermind to a mastermind with an attached free 52-hour course quickly because I realized, whoa, we need to change the entire business model here. And we did. And then we created the 
Action Academy community because then I realized after direct feedback and interviewing the customers over and over and over again as they went through the course, as they went through all the different parts of the business and asked for improvement and feedback, they gave me the feedback and said, hey, like the most valuable parts of this are the community, the accountability, the relationships, the pods. Every single week talking to people that are doing the thing that I'm trying to do or they've already done it, this is what's most valuable. The course is nice, but this is the value. And so you go with what the customer is saying. You have to listen to the market, and that's how you build a business that's sustainable. So now we go back all the way to number one, where it's how our definitions of winning and losing and fear of failure are the main thing that keep us from starting the business, right? So there were times where people said, hey, Brian, this part of the thing sucks. Like, these modules suck. This part sucks. Uh, How you're organizing these calls suck. This challenge that you did sucked. Your onboarding process sucks, all right? When you ask feedback, people will give you feedback and you need to take the negative with the positive because that's where growth happens. And it's funny because I know everybody in Action Academy that's paying a paying member right now is listening to this and they're laughing because every single week on Sunday, I post in the group essentially and say, hey, what sucks and what can I improve? Like, what do you need help with that I can add to increase the value and increase the efficiency of this for you? Guys, once you adopt this mindset and this framework in this operating system of improvement and iteration, you're unstoppable because you're literally creating the dream product for your customer because your customer is creating it. You're just listening to what they say and you're building the thing. So now in closing, let's go to our final two tips. Tip number four to go from entrepreneur to entrepreneur. Environment. You need to change your environment. If I had not been in a room of multimillionaire entrepreneurs that had already left their jobs, that had already done the thing, and they had a very clear and proven roadmap for how they did the thing, I wouldn't have been able to emotionally handle the process that I went through when leaving my job, okay? I wouldn't be able to build this business tactically or emotionally right now that I did without those people that were coaching me that had already made it to the mountaintop. If the only people that you're hanging out with are the people in your job, or your friends and family that are all also working nine to five jobs in corporate America, and they have no intention of leaving, and they're telling you how stupid you are for even attempting to leave, like, how are you going to succeed in that environment? You're not. And you're going to stay the same because you're around the same people doing the same things, having the same conversations for the last 10 years. Okay. So you need to get into rooms. I don't care if it's my room. I don't care if it's Action Academy. Go join free Facebook groups. Go join anything. Like, Figure it out. There's a bunch of free resources. Even listening to this podcast gives you direct access to people for free. And so that's why I try to throw the rope down with our community is I bring in a lot of people that mentored me and they directly teach within the community because it's full of action takers and they know their time isn't wasted there as a mentor. And lastly, tip number five is you need to have runway. I am not in the camp of burn the ships, leave your job, figure it out. I think that's stupid. Sorry, no offense, guys, but I did not do that shit. I think that's a terrible idea. I was leaving a quarter million dollar a year job at a $100,000 base salary. You think I'm just going to up and leave? No. We led with revenue. We led with passive income. We led with financial foundation. And more importantly than all of this, we led with runway. I had a six-month cash reserve runway that was not reserved for investments, wasn't in the index fund, the S&P 500. It wasn't in a REIT. It wasn't in real estate. It wasn't in a six-month treasury. It was cold, hard cash. And what this allows for, because I didn't even touch it, what this allows for is emotional stability. Because when you make the leap into entrepreneurship, 
You will not be able to emotionally handle it unless you have some cash reserves. If you have cash reserves, you can ride the waves <laughs> over your first six months because I guarantee you they are going to be choppy. Now that I'm a year and some change out of my job, now it's more smooth sailing, but I still go through chop because I've kind of seen the good and the bad now. I've kind of seen both sides of it, and now I understand what to expect. But you're going to have a learning curve. So the more cash that you have stacked, the easier this process is going to be for you. So imagine how little stress you're going to have when you're trying to sell to your new customer and you have six months of living reserves or 12 months of living reserves in the bank already. You're not going to be selling at a scarcity, right? You're going to actually sell to the right person and solve the right problem. Whereas if you don't have that and you are in scarcity, what you're going to do is you're going to sell your product and service to anybody with a credit card that's going to take it. And then that's going to implode your business because you're not helping the right person. All right. You need to help the right person and say no to the people that aren't your target market. So there you go. There's basically a roadmap from zero to your first $100,000 on your own. Going from entrepreneur to entrepreneur, that's exactly how I did it. Documented right here in today's episode. So hope you guys enjoyed. If you did and you want to do this faster, within 6 to 12 months, you're still listening to the sound of my voice, check out the Action Academy community. Be part of the iterations. Be part of the process with me. Improve this with me. Guys, when you join the Action Academy, the price that you pay is the price you pay forever. So as the price increases, that doesn't affect you you get to have the better version a year from now for the same price that you pay today. So go in the link, click that. We can hop on a 15-minute call, see if it's a fit. It's with me personally. If you have somebody that you would like to intro to me, feel free to email me and copy them at brian at theactionacademy.co. That is dot C-O. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. Please tune in tomorrow for Dr. Robert Cialdini. It is one of my favorite episodes I've done in the podcast. Hope you guys enjoy.